Next time on a very spooky fine dining podcast, the season one finale, TGI Fridays the 13th. Oh, you betcha. Pineapple's gonna hit the fan as Michael's son, Juicy, or in this episode, Juice son, Voorhees, <laughs> goes on a murderous rampage and no one is safe. It gets real spooky, it gets real bloody, and not everyone's gonna make it to the end of the episode. Who will live, who will die? Listen to Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, break down a trip to TGI Fridays based on the atmosphere, the service, and the food, and try not to be scared to death. Hear the thrilling finale of Fine Dining, Wednesday, October 25th, wherever you get your podcasts. Nonsense. Dominic Raab may or may not be abrasive, sob, but he's accountable to voters, not faceless mandarins. And if those mandarins had faces, Dominic would be entitled to punch them. I'm Harriet Langley Swindon, and this is Nonsensored. Hello and welcome to Nonsensored, the podcast that wraps up all the best bits from my very real daily radio show. I'm joined as ever by my producer, Martin. What a show we have this week, eh, Martin? Oh, yes, indeed. Uh, We've got Ishan Akbar's hot and spicy takeaway of the week, or should I say heating and spicy takeaway? (laughs) And we've got interviews with Matt Hancock and Nadine Dorries. Oh, you included the Nadine interview, did you? Well, well, I mean, she's got a show starting on TV tonight, so she's sort of, well, newsworthy. It's just a shame you couldn't find time to promote a real broadcaster. Anyway, we still need your questions for our question time. Time for questions. Episode. So please send a voice note to nonsensoredpodcast at gmail.com. Absolutely. Questions about anything political, cultural, or, well, I mean, anything at, at all, really. Um, but, but why don't we start with the Nadine Dorries interview? Yep, let's get that out of the way. Nadine, welcome back to the show. Harriet, hi. Yes, broadcasters unite. Yes, yes, of course, because you are now not just a politician, but also a broadcaster. (laughs) That's right. Very, very exciting. Uh, The the Spectator, in fact, wrote an article saying the rise of the presentition, which, of course, is a cross between a presenter and a politician. Which I guess you fall into that bracket now, Nadine. Yes, and as a former culture secretary, um, something I was renowned for and everyone remembers it, um, I I love wordplay and I love words and that was wonderful when that word was invented, essentially by me. Oh, that was from from you? Mm. Now, obviously, Nadine, you you covered for me uh, on this show Mm. because I had to cover for Mr Motivator on our sister TV channel. Um, you know, not something I could get out of, you know, what commitments are like. And that must mm. have been the, the episode that they decided to listen to, the producers 
of your new show. And, and yes, why is it how, how it all works out? Maybe they listened to a few and settled on someone that they heard. No, that I, I don't think so. They, they no. listened to a few and they liked that, the one that I did. But, you know, you had things to do. Mr Motivator, in many ways, is, you know, the, the replaced Princess Diana in the hearts of the nation. And I think it's mm. nice that you were able to step in and help him when he was away. Yes, I, I, I mean, it, it just is, it's a bit of a sliding doors moment, isn't it? Like, um, if, if you, if I hadn't had to do that, I could be doing what you're doing now and interviewing Boris Johnson. No, I don't think so. I think he only likes being interviewed by me, only me. Whenever he has to be interviewed by someone who's not me, he just goes inside a fridge. Right, well, no, actually, I mean, he has been on the show. I mean, I just mean, I obviously haven't interviewed him on TV. Um, I know, but yeah, anyway, I told him, I told enough, him to enough about that. Okay. Right, okay. All right, all right, wonderful. So what can you tell us about this interview with Boris Johnson? Are we going to see anything new that we, we've, I mean, we've, we've seen and been interviewed before? We've been to see, people have heard of being interviewed on this show. So what, what, what new thing is going to emerge? Hmm. Is there going to be anything new? Well, in some ways, no. In some ways, yes. Here is the way that it is no. No, because it was filmed over a week ago. But yes, because there are lots of Red Hot exclusives. Stay tuned, sit on your sofas and watch it. Well, I mean, I, I, I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, any other guests that you're expecting to have on? Yes, well, of course, the show is on every Friday night. So next week, you can expect an exclusive of a certain ex-Prime Minister. Bet you can't guess which one. Right, is that Boris Johnson again? Wouldn't you like to know? Yes, it is. And, right. um... Right. Can we expect your questions to be quite hard-hitting? I mean, as speaking as someone who is you know, as a journalist and a broadcaster, I feel it's important to always hold politicians to account, even when they're friends. So, yes, we are professional friends, but we're also colleagues. So what I was asking him was hard-hitting questions such as, do you feel you did, A, a great job, or B, a fantastic job? And he has to pick an answer, he has to pick one of those two, and then elaborate on it, which means say stuff about it. Right. Okay. Well, that sounds that sounds great. Mm. Um, now, listen, Nadine. I hate to bring this up because I don't want. I'm so, as a friend, I hope you know I'm so proud of you and your yeah. achievement. And you're doing. It's wonderful watching your career flourish in all sorts of yeah. incredibly unexpected directions. It's not but, unexpected. It's not. I was head of digital culture and media and sport. No one even knows what digital is. Who cares anyway? But now I am a television woman. Okay. Yes. Um. But. You have been accused by Parliament's anti-corruption watchdog of breaking the ministerial code by not consulting it before taking this TV job. Yeah, I could accuse people of a lot of things. I could accuse you, Harriet, of um, not having a show on Talk TV, a a show that I I have a show on there. I could accuse you of that. Would it be true? Yes, it would. Doesn't mean it's true. So I could accuse people of a lot of things. I'll tell you who might not be the best judge of who's corrupt or not. Eric Pickles, because let me tell you, he's always had a thing against me ever since I didn't say hello one morning as we were passing in the corridors of Parliament, where I work. Um, Nadine, if you don't... Hello, producer Martin here. Um, I do have to say that uh, Harriet makes a very salient point there that there does seem to be uh, quite a raft of evidence to suggest that you didn't go through the proper procedure before you became a presentation, <laughs> as they are mm. calling you, and that you could be jeopardising um, your position in government. What do you have to say to that? Let me give you a straight and honest answer, producer Michael. It's on the one hand, yes, Not you're meant Martin, to declare yeah. things like that. On the other hand, who cares? It would be awful, though, wouldn't it, Nadine, if, if 
because of this, you end up having to step down as a presenter. I mean, is that something you worry about? Step down as a presenter? Yeah. But then all I'll have is my authorship and my lordship. Well, it could happen. I mean, do you know what? I think if you did step down, I'm hypothetically speaking, if you did have to step down because of, um, you know, being investigated by the watchdog... Mm, they can't make me step down if I'm a lord. Well, maybe I just maybe it's time for somebody else um, with a bit more broadcasting experience to step in your, your boots, really. If I wanted something in my boots that was of yours, Harriet, it wouldn't be you. Put, put that in your pipe up, you. Well, this is this is all started to sort of boil over uh, a, a little. Um... We've let you on this show because you're my friend. No, it's wanted... because I'm famous. No. You know it is. Harriet, let me tell you, you've always been jealous of me. You addressed me the first time we met. Remember? I remember it well. You said, good morning, Nadine, nice to meet you. And I could tell what you really thought. You thought, ooh, she, she might be better at this than me, but she's so busy being an MP, she won't bother. Well, you don't know how little it means to me being an MP. You didn't know then, and now you've found out and you don't like it, do you? It's not nice for you, is it? Mm. Look, I'm, I, I, I don't know why you're throwing these things at me. I think it's, it's actually quite unpleasant. I've done a lot to help you, Nadine. We've had you on this channel to give your side across when a lot of people think you're an idiot. Actually, no one thinks that. Actually, a lot of nobody people thinks think that. you're an idiot, Nadine. I've always supported you. I've always said, no, she's not an idiot. But do you know what? The next time that happens, I'm going to say, well, actually, she probably is. She probably is, and she can't present. Um, Harriet, would an idiot try and sell Channel 4? Check, buddy. No, that wouldn't happen. So you've just made... Honestly, Harriet, you just made yourself look really bloody silly, actually, if I'm... Well, now, come on. There's been a lot of language flying around here. Obviously, we are... uh, I'll say another language if you want. Shut up. Nadine, too, someone's going to try and sell your show. They're going to try and sell Mm -hmm. it. Who knows what to do with it? They will not try and sell my show. My show is entirely funded by people that nobody knows who they are. I mean... Well, there's there's a kind of half point there, I suppose. I hope someone privatises you one day. <gasps> how dare you? You know how much I like privatising things. I should be the one to do it. Well, um, I don't see we need to go on with this, this interview anymore. Tune in next week and the week after my show, The Nadine Doris Show on Talk TV, where my guest is always Boris Johnson, the People's Prime Minister. And I just want to add that I'm uninviting you to Sunday lunch. <gasps> I will oh. eat outside. Good, well, do. Does this... Does this mean I can come along now? No, you said Martin, don't be ridiculous. Martin, Martin, you're invited to sit in the front seat of my Saab. You can eat with me. It's much more fun. Well, what are you eating in the front seat of your Saab? Doesn't matter. Whatever they've got down Londis, doesn't matter. Just, it's the company that counts and it's me. Well, Martin, just disconnect her. Let's end this. Mm. Um, I think you usually thank the guest before we... Thank you, Nadine. Good luck on your career. Don't need it. And Nadine Doris is going on tour, if that's your sort of thing. She's at Birmingham Glee on the 7th of April, the Lowry in Salford on the 8th of April, and the Hen and Chickens in Bristol on the 20th of April. Um, though, though, I don't think those are her dates. What? No, no, that those, yeah, those are tour dates for the comedian Suze Kempner. Uh, and, and she has other dates through May, June and July, which you can find out at suzekempner.co.uk. That's Suze as in S-O-O-Z. Why do we have her tour dates just lying around, Martin? I was um, 
Well, I was actually thinking about going to see her. Well, you didn't need to print it out. Let's move on. We had a marvellous interview with my good friend Matt Hancock, who talked about his I'm a celebrity appearance and breaking guidelines. Sadly, we ran out of time to talk about the book he specifically came on to promote. But let's have a listen anyway. Matt Hancock, hello. Hi, Harriet. How are you doing? I'm great, thank you. Um, Now, it's been on the news that you said you were going to give a large fee of your I'm a celebrity, get me out of here fee to charity. But in fact, you've only given 3%. What was that about? I mean, you say you didn't go in for the money, but it sounds like like you did if you're keeping all of it. Uh, £10,000, I think that's pretty pretty generous. You're saying that you don't want £10,000 for... For, for, for dyslexia sufferers to receive. I mean, rid- ridiculous. I mean, incredibly it's not. It, it's about the percentage, though, isn't it, Matt? I mean, there's quite a lot of money there still. I mean, what's what's happening with the rest? What are you going to do with the rest? Uh, 3% is nearly half, so I think that's very... Uh, I think that's very good-willed of me. And I, 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 it's all this negativity. I mean, £10,000, that's going to go a huge way. I mean, c- can you tell us about what the rest of the money is going to go towards? Well, I, 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 you know, I, to, to, to get on, I'm a celebrity. I've mm. had to, to lose the whip. I've had to risk so much. I, I, you know, I, that's that three hundred thousand is going to have to tide me over for for years. Okay, and and those charities have got so much free advertising. They got prime time advertising for for a, for a month. That's that's going to be worth four hundred thousand pounds. Right. So I've, you- I've given four hundred and ten thousand pounds. That is what I've I've donated. That if I've made a loss on this, if mm. I'd be if I'd advertised, uh, you know, all of the 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 the, 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 the sort of protein shake uh, companies they wanted me to to, to advertise to them Did when they? I was on there. Yeah, is um, that which which protein shake company is is that Matt uh, uh, Huel uh, Gruel what um, Gruel Gruel. If you if you think Huel's a bit spicy, you have to be you, careful. You, you go Matt, for gruel, Matt, because um, producer Martin he doesn't know many things, but he does know about his protein shakes. I love a protein shake, and I'm just mm. I'm just open to to hearing about new ones. This gruel does sound pretty pretty good, actually. I do find Huel a bit spicy, to be honest. Oh, it's it's. I'm obviously not going to advertise it for free on your show, as I, as I said, but uh, you know. Um, uh, Matt, you talk you, yeah. you talk about the advertising you've given these charities. I don't know what the charities are. There's there's two charities. What I mean, what what are they? Uh, well, you've got the 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 British uh, Dyslexia uh, Association, right? Um, so that's uh, rounding up a lot of uh, dyslexic people. I think so that's the plan. Round, rounding them up. Yeah. Putting them in a little pen. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, and then helping. Okay. And then just helping. And helping them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've got to say, I can't help but notice you do seem a little underprepared. And this isn't, this isn't a one-off. I've got to say that just, just as, you know, without any judgment, it does seem like you come on these shows uh, quite well aware of the kind of questions you're going to be asked. And yet you, you just sort of sit there and flounder. You don't know... You know, Sorry, you, I, meant you, to, you, I meant to know both charities that I, I mean, uh, you, you know, I'm not a rocket scientist. Why should I know? I, I gave you one of the charities. 
Bit well, it just, you, that's true. You did give us one of the charities. You've got to understand it makes it, it makes your character seem a little in question. You know, your, your, your motives and whatnot. Like, how committed really are you to this, this second mystery charity? You know, I'm, it's, it's, it, charities would kill for this level of mystique. That I'm that I'm that I'm giving now. Presumably, as well, you negotiated your fee with I'm a celebrity. So I mean, because it's it's quite a large fee. It's the largest fee uh, compared to any of the other contestants. I mean, how much was money a factor for you going on that show? I I, I, I need to get the message about about dyslexia and mm. the other one. Right. Um, I need to get that out there. The money was a consideration, but that's not the main the main reason was. Those charities, mm. one of which I've remembered, and I, why can't we focus on the one that I've remembered and not? It's just so negative. Matt, sorry if I'm I'm going in hard, but you know it is my job to hold politicians to account. You know whether they are Labour, SNP, Lib Dem, or Independent, and I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't ask these questions. I'm sure you understand. You are you are here on Nonsensored, being held to account, Matt. Well, I, I don't have I don't have the information that you want in front of me. I'm sorry. You know, I, is that a crime? Talking it's not crimes. a crime. But um, Matt, if since you bring it up, it is probably best that we do address somewhat the, the crimes, elephant in the yes. room. The, yeah. the crimes. Here we go. It's yeah. always Let's about this. Let's talk about the crimes. We've been well, for this. We we have and we haven't because um, you know you say you admit to having broken the guidelines. By a lot of people's estimations, you were actually breaking the law. Um, yes, and, and guidelines that you yourself, Matt, had put out there. I, I said, I said that I've broken the guidelines, and I've, we've been over this. And you know, I'm sorry. I, I did it for love, and it, you know, it feels like it feels like we've been making love illegal. The way that I've been pursued about this. But you could argue, Matt, that you were the one who made love illegal. Some people, Matt. Some people, I mean, not not anyone I know, but some people didn't have love for a long time. They were love-starved over the pandemic. I, and I, and there you were flaunting your love in their face on a CCTV camera. Yes. I didn't, during... I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to flaunt that to be fair. I didn't, you know, I didn't know it that was It was very uh, flaunty, Matt. I was, I, was, I was trying to do it under the, under the radar. Was, well, it looks like you were using a bit of, bit of flair, to be honest. I mean, we were, we were in Thank stage you. two... You know, the country was in stage two and you were on second base, if, if, if you don't mind me saying, if, if indeed I think I've got no, the No, I think, right. I think it's important to say that, Producer Martin. It's important yeah. to state what base we're talking about. I think yes. that's, you know, I'm not currently seeing that video now, so I, I don't know what base I was on. I don't, have that. I don't have that video in front of me. Well, Matt, I've watched that video many times, many, many, many times. Um, and it was second base, and I, I mean, I there, told, yeah, there was certainly a lot of kissy kissy, and I, I think it's fair to of, say bit of there was a bit of touchy touchy. Martin, yeah. yes, we we talked yeah. about this. Uh, we had a, we had a, a, a actually um, a Matt Hancock um, CCTV night. Um, we all got round. We we watched it for journalistic purposes. Ate some popcorn. Uh, I made some cauliflower cheese, and. Yeah. We, I did we really... a sort of director's commentary. That was yeah, he did, and actually in... it was it was surprisingly good. It was um, quite good. I was doing a sort thorough. of Lars von Trier um, 
type type. But that's I mean that's it besides the dark point. in places. Yeah, it, it's not about the entertainment factor. No, of course no. you and have that's the X not factor. Why we did it. Nobody's arguing that you don't have the X factor, but you, you shouldn't have been flaunting it while the country was in a perilous position. I'm saying it was the X factor. It wasn't the triple X factor. I think it was, uh, you know, just a. Uh, I, I wasn't flaunting it, and I, you know, I, 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 we've been over this so many. You know, can't we move on to, to other things? I've got, you know, a lot to give. Well, we could move on to other things. I've got a list here. I mean, we've got what about the COVID contracts given to one of your mates? During the pandemic, the, once a- the affair that I had actually is that is that possible? I feel that would be better. Let's talk about that affair. I think, um, Matt. What's next for you? I mean, um, are you going to release more books? Go on more reality TV? Uh, I've I've got a, I'm, I, 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 I'm I'm in the SAS now. Um, right. I've I've, uh, I've 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 filmed something, and um, it's uh, it's sort of a reality TV show where I sort of learn. Uh, about being in the SS and you know um, I, I'm just in that now it was so good that that's what, that's what I do now they've so now actually okay. given you a a role in the SAS yeah yeah uh, and, and you know I don't have a ministerial role so I think I can still um, you know balance balance uh, my obligations to the people of West Suffolk uh, with um, you know just protecting the United Kingdom so you're now being one Physi- of our brave physically. boys yeah yeah, yeah. I think in the top three percent of the bravest boys, I think. Right, top three percent. So it's a number you're fond of. <laughs> it's the most important percent. That's mm. why I gave three percent of of my earnings to charity. Because, oh, I see. You know, so you you gave the, the top three percent of your earnings to charity, exactly. rather than right. Okay, therefore the most powerful. That, that probably that, that probably best. is some misreporting on our point, uh, our, our side. Is that was the best talking? of the... T- that I looked at all of the thousands of pounds and those 10. I gave the best 10,000 pounds of my life. For dyslexia charity. and the other ones. For dyslexia and the second the second one, yeah. Matt Hancock, this has been an illuminating chat. Best of luck with your continued uh, exciting and varied career. Thank you, Harry. Well, anyway, that was that. But now, of course, we've got Ishan Akbar. That was fun, wasn't it, Martin? We got him back in. Yes. Well, I, he has some quite moving, passionate arguments yes. over something that I once again didn't quite get on board with. But um, you know, he, he's got a he's, he's got a lot to say. That man. We put the world to rights in this one. I think we can all safely say. Welcome. How are you this week? I'm very well, thank you. Uh, it's, it's been a lovely week. Uh, we're entered February. I feel like the days are getting longer. Everyone's feeling happier. And uh, yeah, I'm delighted to be back. Yes. And what's wonderful is now we've gone into February, we can give up dry January, which was a real pain in the arse. Yeah. White, white Ramadan is not for everyone, is it? No. <laughs> white Ramadan, Ishan. <laughs> I couldn't get away with saying that, you see, but you can. You and that's can. That's why I do, yes, absolutely. 
Oh, just brilliant. Just brilliant. I, I feel a little bit awkward just being just being near that joke, but good I, I see the, what, the fun we, side what, of because it. Because I mentioned Muslims. Because I mentioned Muslims. Is that, no, is that no, awkward? No, I love Muslims. I'm i I they're in my top. Well all the Muslims. Five. Bin Laden. You love Osama bin Laden? Well not I I don't think uh, he, he was a good man. Um, but anyway, I, Ishan, I suppose yes, moving you, on, Ishan. I suppose you've what? got um, uh, a, a hot topic for us today. Yes, we've got a hot and spicy takeaway in the week. I tell you what, it is very hot and spicy, a, a, a very nice link. Um, what is it that uh, we use to heat our homes? What, what's, what is it that generally... I know the answer to this. Radiators. And what are radiators filled with, usually? Heat. Which comes from? The oh, gas. Oh, I Correct. know this. The gas, well the gas. Done. Yes, gas. Gas. Yes, gas. And as you know, the best gas in the world is British. British gas. Good old British, British gas. British gas yes. is best. It's different from all mm. other gases. British gas is lovely and beautiful. Now, you may have seen in the news the, the Times newspaper uh, undertook an investigation which showed that a company used by British Gas to pursue debts, Arvato Financial Solutions, were forcing their way into homes to fit these prepayment meters from people who owed them money, despite there being signs that there were children and disabled people living there. Now, of course, a lot of people are upset about this. And the hot and spicy takeaway from me this week is, what's the problem? What, what's, the, what's the issue with... A company going in, their job is to collect a debt, right? If they can't collect the debt, they put in systems allowing you to pay for the gas that you're obviously using. If you've got children, disabled people, we know they're gas guzzlers. That's what they do. They live at home. They do. They do. They do take up a lot I, of gas. I so don't know. Gas. Yes. I'm not it's, sure we can say that they're gas guzzlers. I mean, children and disabled <laughs> they are people. Gas that does seem this a little. Prob- this is the problem with me. producer Martin. You have to admit, this is the problem with vulnerable people: is yes. they do just they just guzzle a lot of gas. Yeah, this is so uh, much I gas mean, being guzzled. Well, I'm not sure they guzzle any more than Martin. normal people. They're, Guzzling I mean, away. They're not my children. Aren't guzzlers? I I I can't accept that at all. I, I think the, the amount of guzzling done by um, any human is equal to that of another human, whether or not they have a disability. No, that's or not they true, though, is it? Because if you're a child, that's yes. not true. Because if you're a child or you know a vulnerable person. Not only do your needs and desires require more gas in the house, but mm. because you're constantly talking about how much of a child or vulnerable person you are, you're blowing hot then, air into the then, environment. I hate to criticise British gas because I agree with you, it's a great British institution. And I myself am a big believer in fossil fuels and we should, you know, really sort of do all we can to support them. But it's a, it's a, bit, it's a, bit, it's a bit much, isn't it? I mean, I, I guess... I guess, do you know what? I think I'm on the fence with this one. I'm on the fence. Mm, interesting. Why, why yes. are you on the fence? I'm on the fence because I can't help feeling it's a bit mean of them. But also, obviously, you're right. They need to do their job. They need to get their gas. If someone's guzzling lots of gas, what are they supposed to do? If someone goes in to an all-you-can-eat buffet and they just yes. keep eating it to the point... I don't know if you ever saw there was an article a few years ago about... 
a couple who got banned from an all-you-can-eat buffet because they yes, just kept saw, going and eating yeah. and eating. I really eating and eating and eating. I'm sorry, Harriet Ishan. I I mm. need to say that I, I really don't think this gas guzzling, um, uh, you know, slur. In fact, that we're using against the vulnerable and and children and, and perhaps the elderly. Sorry, too. are you suggesting is, that gas guzzler is akin to a slur like the N word or the P word? No, no. If I, I go around going, "Oi, oi, you bloody no, gas guzzler, get it, get well, out of my street." I don't it's think a bit it's wokey. I don't think it's kind, and I don't think it's helpful, and I also don't think it's necessarily representative of the uh, the amount of guzzling that is going on. I mean, surely there's a lot of able-bodied rich people that are guzzling the most of the gas, uh, heating their stables, for example. Yeah, mm, yeah, we all remember that. Um, or, or, or perhaps their their swimming pool. You know, or, or that's real gas guzzling yeah, going on there. St- st- stables, stables, and swimming pools don't require as much gas as, say, hoists or wheelchairs what? or PlayStation it- devices. Maybe I know what the problem is here. Maybe they should just stop guzzling gas. You know? Yeah. Don't use the gas. I mean, there's other ways to keep warm. I know, you know, they're vulnerable and some of them can't walk and yada, yada, yada. But um, make a little fire, you know, or get a wood-burning stove. When it got very cold, you know, in in the winter, and obviously everyone was worried about the rising energy costs, and I thought, well... Maybe get some wood burning stoves because yeah, then well, you can just light the wood. And, actually, and I've, I've, Zara, I've actually got seven wood burning stoves in my front room. In Zara, they've got these really nice sheepskin coats, and they're fairly well priced. You mm. know, you yeah. can afford yes. to buy them. We, that's socks, very true. Socks keep you warm. They socks do. Do keep you warm. And mine, why Long not wear johns? three socks or yeah. large socks? Long yeah. johns, they keep Long you warm. Long johns. This, yeah, the I embrace this, of someone you love. That keeps well, I think that's the thing. A lot nice. of these gas guzzlers don't realise, they don't understand the concept of jumpers, you know? Yes, I think that's the absolutely. problem. Perhaps we're overlooking uh, another option here, which is that the, uh, the company British Gas could um, look to their customers' needs um, and discuss the uh, variety of different options perhaps that they could approach in order to um, support well, their customers. the options here. We're giving options well, no, here. I mean, that, that doesn't rely exclusively on, um, on them buying sheepskin coats. Okay. So, well, Martin, I don't understand, sorry. What, you, you, you don't understand the idea of them not having sheepskin coats. It, it feels like perhaps... Tiny children shouldn't be forced into making large purchases like that. Well, no, I don't know. Someone could buy purchases. them for them, Martin. Yeah, they'd be small purchases anyway because they're small. They wouldn't be. You wouldn't. You wouldn't buy a big coat for a small child. That's yeah, actually quite energy mini inefficient. Coats. Yeah, these mini people have mini children. coats. Well, well okay. I think, I think we've sort of solved this though, haven't we? Because I don't. As I say, I don't quite agree with you, Ishan. I don't know if they should just go in and do that. I think that feels a bit invasive. But, yeah, but they're not even collecting the debt. They're just, like, helping you pay for what you're going to use. Right, so we're going to let children set fires in their houses and uh, encourage them to steal sheepskin coats from Zara. That's where no, we stand. No, they can ask as... Mummy and Daddy to buy the coat. Not stealing. We don't... No, 
not stealing. Not we're, not, we're not about stealing. Come on. Well, it doesn't sound yeah, very positive stealing the people, to me. Do you want to the make only it... people stealing are the children and the vulnerable people who aren't paying their debts. They're the ones stealing from British gas. I don't think neither me or I, Ishan are suggesting they should be criminals. What I mean, Ishan is trying to sort of help them stop being criminals, a.k.a. not paying their bills. I'm sort of well, saying that's a bit unfair. Just can, use, can use other, I, you know, use your initiative. I think what I do is just remind you of another person who was driven to to theft through hard times, and his right. name was Jean Valjean, and he stole a loaf of bread to feed his family, and yes. then there was a policeman who yes. tried right. to track him down, and he went to yep. um, a priest's house. And the priest, okay. and he, I think he stole some, uh, a candlestick. Maybe uh, it was quite expensive. Priest. Yes, but then when he was brought uh, back to the priest by the policeman, the, the priest said, oh, he forgot the rest of them. And it was actually quite a touching, um, quite. So, look, I don't songs. know who this. There, there were lo- right. lots of songs. And okay, Peter Martin, I'm going to stop you there. French I don't Revolution. Know who Jean Valjean is, well, but he should have been thrown in jail with an indefinite sentence. Anyway, um, that's all we've got or, time for. for or, this made or, or made his own bread. Or made his own bread. Or made his own bread. That's all we've got time for for this segment. But I think it's been really useful, and I hope it's helped a lot of people at home. Thank you, Ishan. My absolute pleasure. I'm just going to turn the heating up now. It's cold. Well, that was the show. What a show, eh, Martin? Brilliant, brilliant stuff. Sure. I mean, there we go. Show 34. Uh, down down the old podcast pipe and being plopped out into, into everyone's ears. All right. I'm not sure about that analogy there, Martin. Well, if you enjoyed it and you'd like to hear more from our podcast pipe, then uh, remember to give us five stars and write a nice little review. You could say... Um, Martin sounds nice. I'd like to hear him do other things, like yes. maybe an audiobook. I've always dreamed of doing Right, yes, OK. With thanks to Rosie Holt, Brendan Murphy, Ishan Akbar, Suze Kempner, Alex Keeley and Ed Morrish. We'll be back next week for some more Non-Censored. Non-Censored.